Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Simon will join us in our next hour. Thank you for that, Vanessa. Bryden's Lawyers, the Your Verdict competition. You pick one NRL winner each week for your chance to win $2,500, go to sensurvivor.com.au, sensurvivor.com.au. Uh, 0457 736 736 is the text line number. And, boy, is it busy. Uh, I'd be here all day trying to just go through, so I'll just pick some random ones. Maddie. I think to an extent, yes, salaries should be public, but also there needs to be some privacy for the players. As such, we can't help that people want to... And as such, we can't help that people want to go. The Roosters, says Braden, listening in Perth. That's the fine balance, isn't it? I mean, where does the privacy issue sit for players and their salaries to be made public? I mean, they're speculated on ad nauseum. But again, as you pointed out, Tommy, 2am Tommy's coming to the studio, you pointed out to me this morning, you know, it's, it's different to everyday business because this is a salary cap industry. This is what they play under. So therefore, that's... Um, part of the reason why people want to know and expect to know. A couple of cents on the table from uh, the big fella. Allows you the right to buy in. Morning, Matty. Morning, listeners. Yeah, I've been an ardent supporter about player salaries being made public because, you know, I'm a big fan of American sports. You know, even looking across Europe, you understand and you know what players are getting paid. And it's because they're in that salary cap system. And I've always been a firm believer in transparency creates trust. We spoke about this last week with the whole NRL transfer system. Fans don't know what the parameters around when a player can leave, immediate releases, like transfers, a transfer fee operating outside of a salary cap. So if fans don't understand the rules and the logistics of your system, then you can't create that trust between the officials, the administration, then through the teams and then through the fans who are the most important stakeholders in this whole business. So I, I understand that people, and there was a good point brought up by you and Scott, Scott Bailey before saying that, you know, the salaries will be made public, but fans would then scoff at those figures being like, well, oh, hang on, there's no way he's getting paid that. You know, he's sponsored by such and such, or there's no way he took unders um, to go to that club. Because another, another thing that could be, that needs to be mentioned is say a player, say a player's manager comes out and says, look, we want um, X player to be paid $500,000. And then he signs for a big club. And then you see on the dotted line, it's made public, uh, he's only there for $375,000. So is that allowed, first of all, by the NRL? Second of all, why did he do that? Third of all, where else is that $125,000 coming from if he wanted $500,000 in the first place? Now, he can come out and say, well, look, I went to this club because I have a better chance of winning. It can set me up um, post-career, like a lot of the arguments have been made before. Uh, but the questions are still going to arise. However, in my opinion, I think the questions that arise from the salary from the salaries being made public are better than the questions that are being asked right now with no, with no one having any idea about what players are getting paid. No one having any idea about what players are getting paid. And we've had a host of players throughout the years say, well, hang on, will Joe blow down the street who's a plumber or who's a tradie? You know, 
why can't I know what he gets paid? Well, no offense. Joe Blow isn't people. Thousands of people aren't going to watch Joe Blow <clears throat> fix someone's toilet or work on a construction site. And Joe Blow isn't part of the salary cap system. You get paid these luxury amounts. You have to take, you know, the good with the bad. And at some cost, that comes with your, with your salary being exposed to the public. Whether you like it or not, well, that's, those are the things you've got to consider when you want to enter into this trade of being a professional athlete, in my opinion. I think the, you know, the, the, we posed one question and we now got another one out of it, which is most people seem to go, yeah, yeah, make the, make the player's salaries public. And the other question out of that is, okay, would that, would that give you 100% clarity that you think that the salary cap is, is being adhered to? And then most people say no, because then that raises further questions, as you point out. So you put a number next to a player and then people are still going to go, really? Is that, is that all you're paying? Look, <laughs> I, think it's, I think you're right. I think it's a better system the more transparent it is. It's going to be a better system. But as I said to Paul, who called up, I don't think it's a watertight system. It's certainly not at the moment, and it's not going to be, and it's not going to be a foolproof Matty, system. Matty, this is the NRL. There's no system within this game that is watertight. Look at the judiciary. Look at the bunker. Um, look at the transfer system right now. There is nothing watertight about anything that operates under the NRL banner. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. That doesn't mean we shouldn't have the bunker. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't suspend players and have a judiciary. Just because we can't get 100% foolproof you know, correction doesn't mean that we shouldn't strive for 100% correction. It's all about the drama, Tommy. It's all about the drama. Isn't it great to be back, Matty? It's great. Hey. Two Dude, days, hasn't, hasn't two days even out. started. Hasn't even started yet. Uh, England, five for 147. So they need 111 to win. Route 58, not out. Uh, run a ball. And Stokes, 15 off 55. So it's not very baseball of Ben Stokes, is it? No. Uh, it have you seen some of the balls that he's been copying? It's it's almost like good. It's almost like he's all the nasty deliveries have been saved for him. Joe Root's in sublime form. He's now scored more than 200 runs in this Test match. Uh, 150 plus not out in the first innings and 58 here in the second. Uh, so at this stage of the match, New Zealand need five more wickets. England need. 111 to win. Matt Henry's off the field with a bad back. There's a fair bit in this pitch. Who are you backing in? Um, well, I want New Zealand to win, but I think England can win. There's nothing better in sport than seeing England lose. Mark will attest to that as the Scotsman. Um, and especially with the Ashes coming up in just a few months. Um, yeah, come on, New Zealand. Let's go, New Zealand. <laughs> I got the feeling that they had their opportunity early. It's been a fascinating test match. And that opportunity, yeah, it has. It's gone five days. And the last one to go five days was Sydney. That's because a couple were washed out. Um, they oh, had the sweep. opportunity. Joe Root just did a sweep. A reverse sweep. They had the opportunity here in New Zealand, I reckon, to uh, to step on the necks of England, but they steadied the ship. And as soon as we looked up, when we came on air, looked up and went, guess who's here? Um, Root and Stokes at the crease. They were in a fair bit of trouble there and steady the ship. But Joe Root continues to push it along. Um, so Stokes now moves to 16, 109 to win. 0457 736 736. Your man McHugh is on the line. Says, Matty, isn't it terrible? On the text line, isn't it terrible when Tommy makes sense? You're telling me. Uh, Matt, up the salary cap to what is that? There's so many zeros on that dirty flamingo, I can't work it out. 150 million, I think you're saying. Then divide that by the top 30. Or are you just saying 15 million? Stops all the crap. Uh, we'd like that.
We'd like that. No coach. Uh, Des is no chance, I should say, according to Bexley Dragon of coaching the Storm. Bellamy will remain in some capacity, which clearly points to a young coach. Interesting last night to watch that interview with Craig Bellamy, who's so good. And, you know, he, he knows he knows how to deal with the media and he's comfortable in in what he says. He was clearly talking about the fact that they need to rebuild the leadership factor there and pretty adamant that he's not going to coach next year, but also sort of say, well, you know, it's between us and the Melbourne Storm to work that out yet. I, I thought it was kind of interesting to watch him at this stage of his career. Um, but again, I think we can lock it in that he won't be there as head coach in 2024. James from Hornsby on the line. Morning, James. Go for it. Right, are you on my rack? Why in the hell do people, the public, and other people want to know other people's business? If you want to, you know, these are people, you know, oh, I've got to look up on, sort them on Facebook, see how much this is being paid, that's being paid. You know, I thought the um, dressing gown, the hair rollers and the bag hanging out of the mouth over the back fence went out years ago. <laughs> so who cares what they earn? It's their, it's their business. It's not anyone else's to go in and say, oh, how much do you earn? You walk up to someone and say, oh, hi, I'm Matt. How much do you earn? <laughs> no. no. So what do people have to say? What do people have to know what they earn? They earn what they get paid. Exactly, exactly. I tell you why, and and Tommy did point out this earlier. This is the game that they play and the rules that they play under, which is a salary cap situation. I'm a hundred percent with you, James. I don't give two hoots what people earn, and I don't expect. Uh, and and the flip side of that is people come up to me and ask me the question, or if I ask you the question, you tell me to go stick it. It's your business, and I'm happy with that. In in this sense, these are these. In this sense, this is a salary cap run competition. So they're the rules that they're playing under and people want to know, not so much, I don't, well, they do. I was about to say, people don't so much want to know what individual players earn. They want to know whether that club is underneath the salary cap and to know that you have to know what the figures are. So that's the balance. Look, mate, I agree with you. I, it's personal information and should remain personal, but this is a public game played under those rules, which do operate differently to the rules um, that we operate day-to-day business. The question around who cares about salary cap, let me tell you, mate, seriously, the amount of phone calls, the amount of texts and all that stuff that we've got this morning shows that people certainly get fire up a bit, fired up about it. On you, James. Thank you, mate. We've got a bolt. Appreciate your call. It's 18 minutes to 11 for our Sydney listeners, 18 to 10 for those in Queensland.